Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. We were attacked by Hamas on our National Day, Jerusalem Day. Israel has enabled the erasure of Palestinian life. Israel has the right to defend itself. Palestinians have a right to survive. So we call on Hamas to end the rocket attacks immediately. To work towards sustained calm. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. New week. Tom and Benny is back. Tax back. season has uh, <laughs> subsided for a while anyway. <laughs> so he's back for a couple of days here. He's going to be taking off towards the end of the week, recuperating from an intense tax season. The problem with your tax deal this year was you had to do everything twice. They changed yeah. the rules in the middle of the game. Yeah, and it's been like that for last year. I mean, you know, going back to last year's um, deadline extended and then with so many things with uh, the payroll protection program, so many special credits and you know business issues related to the pandemic. It's been kind of a challenging. Well, yeah. welcome back. Uh, the big news today, all the eyes of uh, America, well, at least the conservatives of America, will be on Greenville, North Carolina on June the 5th. Uh, big news today, former President Donald Trump will deliver the keynote address to the dinner on the evening of June the 5th. That's the Saturday night of the North Carolina Republican Party Convention. He'll be addressing the crowd at uh, 6 o'clock live and in person, so we hear. And to talk about it, Sarah Newby, who is the political director for the North Carolina Republican Party. And yes, by the way, she is also the uh, daughter of North Carolina Supreme Court Chief Justice Paul Newby. Sarah, welcome back. Good to have you with us. Hello. I'm honored to be back with you all. Well, this is, uh, this is big news. Donald Trump coming to Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, I understand that ticket sales have uh, spiked today. Yes, sir. We have been swamped all day. Um, it was a very exciting um, announcement that we were able to make this morning to our delegates and alternate delegates attending the convention. Um, and there has been so much enthusiasm about um, President Trump coming back to North Carolina and um, coming to our convention to address um, North Carolina voters. I'm thinking this is probably going to be the fourth or fifth time he's been in Greenville. He was here yes, uh, when he was running the first time, then he was running the second time. He was here twice. And uh, he was in Kinston. Um, yeah, he was in Kinston before that. Before so that. He so. likes Eastern North Carolina. Uh, Sarah, where did this originate? Did you contact him or did they contact you? How did this all work out? Um, well, we have been working to get surrogates to attend our convention. Um, we will also have Governor Christy Nome. Um, it's just a great opportunity for our um, delegates to hear from people outside of North Carolina that are going to bring enthusiasm to the Republican Party and um, get everyone excited going into the 2022 election cycle. Now, if you are a uh, delegate to the convention, I'd assume by now you've already had to sign up. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That okay. is correct. Now, when you were with us last time, though, you did say that there would be some room for the vis for visitors to uh, see President Trump. But at this point, I would think it's going to be standing room only, isn't it? Um, so as of right now, the dinner is closed to um, 
our delegates and alternate delegates. If that changes, um, we will make an announcement. But as of right now, it is a closed event um, to everyone. Okay. And how many uh, delegates are currently signed up? We have a record-breaking number. Um, uh, we will have probably a 2,000, I think. Um, we will also have a – that's not all in person, so we will have a virtual option as well. Okay. And, and that's open to anyone, I would assume. Um, to our delegates, yes. Oh, okay. Now, what's the capacity of the – I ought to know this. I live here in Greenville. What's the capacity for a dinner at the convention center? Do you know? I don't know. I've so, been, I know I've been to events 1,500-plus okay. before. Yeah, so we will, um, following the guidelines, we will still be um, in our capacity. We have a cap for the dinner. Um, so we are working with the Greenville Convention Center to set that all up. Now, I understand there's also going to be a reception prior to the dinner. Tell us about that. And I'm assuming that's a, a, a big buck affair. Um, yes, sir. So we will have a, a VIP reception prior to the dinner, um, and that is also a ticketed event. Um, so we are, that's a little bit of a smaller event, a little bit more intimate, um, with President Trump. Christy Nome was announced probably a month ago that she would be coming and addressing the crowd. And, uh, I would say, you know, I hate to say she's going to be upstage because I, you know, I, well, you were telling me earlier today, she's your personal hero, um, but, uh, I, you know, I think people probably be really excited to see Christy Nome and hear her speak, but hear her and Donald Trump in the same event. That's uh, that's a pretty high watermark. Yes, sir. So um, I do love Christy Nome. I uh, went to NC State for agriculture and my family has a farm and um, Governor Nome is also a farmer as well. So love that. Um, Governor Nome will be speaking at our um, at our lunch event on that saturday okay um and so we uh bumped her down to that lunch and then president trump will be speaking for um the dinner so we feel like we have a very very strong lineup for our saturday um speakers i think that's the understatement of the uh, year maybe (laughs) (laughs) i mean the icing on top is that we have our lieutenant governor mark robinson speaking saturday as well I tell you what, this is going to be a huge event. I mean, you know, you, you're talking about it, it. Now, obviously, it's a lot more condensed, but this has got the excitement of a national convention. Yes, sir. We are very excited. You know, last year with the shutdown, we had to um, make our convention all virtual in a matter of probably about a two-week span. Um, and so to have this opportunity to hold an in-person event um, we are really looking forward to it and really hoping that this will be a great opportunity for the Pitt County economy um, and the Greenville economy um, and help these small businesses that have been closed for so long. No, for sure. Shutdown. For sure. Uh, Sarah, this has been a, um, obviously two big, big, big names at the convention with uh, President Trump and Governor Nome. Uh, but as we head into the next election, all eyes are on the North Carolina Senate seat. And I was just noticed on the website today, you know, we have Congressman Ted Budd and Mark Walker attending, but I did not see Pat McCrory. Will we see a, an appearance from Pat McCrory? Good question. Yes, sir. You will see an appearance from Pat McCrory. I actually got him confirmed today, um, and we are working to get his picture up there. So um, you will see him at the convention. Uh, no, nothing yet about Laura Trump? Um, no, sir. 
I mean, is is that something that the y'all are pursuing, or are you waiting for her to contact you? Um, we since the Republican Party doesn't get involved in primaries, um, or the North Carolina Republican Party doesn't, we've chosen to not get involved with those. Um, we are standing on the sidelines right now. Okay. <laughs> but I would assume if she wanted to come and say hello, you'd, you'd welcome that, wouldn't you? Yes, sir. So we are allowing, um, we would allow her to speak, and we're also allowing all of our U.S. Senate candidates to speak. Okay. All right. Uh, it's a blockbuster line. Yeah. Really. I mean, it, it really is. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a really good lineup, even if you removed the president and Christy Noem. I mean, that, that's a good lineup, just just with the yes, ones sir. from the state. But my goodness, when you top North it Carolina, off. Sure. North Carolina has so much to be proud of with our elected officials. Um, I understand Dad's going to be there, too? Oh, yes, sir. He'll be there. Uh, you didn't have any trouble get, uh, lining him up, did you? <laughs> Not too much trouble. Just a text. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, we're excited, and uh, we need to talk about uh, maybe doing a, a live broadcast from the uh, convention. Yeah. I think that's a really yeah. good idea. All right. Well, I tell you what, we'll Let's be... definitely talk about that. All right, we'll we'll do that. We'll uh, we'll be in touch and uh, look forward to having you and the president and the governor and uh, a lot of other dignitaries in Greenville, North Carolina. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting time. Look forward to it. And uh, Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, it it, uh, it kicks off that Thursday night, right? That would be uh, June third, yes, all day Friday, all day Saturday, and I guess folks will a lot of folks will probably stay over Saturday night and head head back home on uh, Sunday. So, yes, sir. Great. I mean, yep. this this is great for the uh, economy and great for uh, conservative uh, values. Great for Greenville. I mean, Greenville will be jumping if with this, and if East Carolina happens to host the baseball regional, that's the same oh. weekend. Oh, <laughs> so um, yeah, I've heard that there's a lot going on in Greenville that weekend. It, it, yeah, it, it could potentially be a big, uh, big it, affair wow. in Greenville. This is not only going to impact the hotels and restaurants in Greenville, it'll impact the hotels and restaurants for probably a 50-mile, probably pretty much in our whole listening area. There'll probably. be people driving up from Wilmington, probably, or over from Raleigh. Hey, uh, Absolutely. Sarah, great to have you with us. Thanks for the uh, info, and uh, I'll give you a call soon. We'll see if we can set something up. That sounds great. Thank you so All much right. for having me. You bet. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah Thanks, Newby Sarah. calling in from... Uh, North Carolina Republican Party headquarters, exciting. I mean, this really is exciting. This is big stuff. For- it really is a big deal. And even you know, even if you're uh, not a conservative or not a Republican and a Democrat, you got to be happy for Greenville. Oh, yeah. Because this is, I mean, these are big names. I mean, yeah, yeah Donald Trump kind of pushed it over the edge. But, I mean, it was a big deal with Senator Nunn being or Governor Nunn being here. Well, don't make any plans for the 4th and the 5th. We might be doing a Saturday edition of News and Views from the uh, convention center. Well, let's 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 shoot for a uh, prior-to-lunch interview in Christy Nome. How about that? Uh, listen, I'm going to let you take the lead on that. Uh, <laughs> Benny has been all about Christy Nome coming to Eastern Carolina for a while now. Am I saying anything out of school there? She, she's impressive. <laughs> she, she is impressive. I mean, look. My wife knows I'm a happily married man of 30 years. <laughs> oh, my. But but in my younger days, and forget the morals. Um, wait, 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 forget the morals. Well, I mean, Come on, man. Wait a minute. No, I mean, no, does, just, your, does your wife agree to that statement? No, forget no, I mean, the morals? I mean, in my younger days, uh, pretty much anything short you're of. You're digging a hole. You better stop digging while you're ahead. Anything short of gasoline and matches, she probably could have talked me into it. But anyway. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think. I think. <laughs> Let's take a time out. Lots more to talk about. Love to hear from you. 561-8255. A lot to talk about this hour. We'll be right back. This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome back in. 20 minutes past the top of the hour. Already getting phone calls and asking if the uh, the convention is going to be streamed. And as Sarah Newby just told us, it sounded like the entire convention would be streamed for delegates. I didn't get the impression that the you're going to have to have some sort of password to get into it. However, I would guess, I would think that Donald Trump coming to speak to the North Carolina State Convention, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if C-SPAN or some other organization like that were to uh, either televise it or stream it. Well, you know, unless he does something between now and then, I mean, this is, would really this is the biggest deal so far since he's been out of office, I would think. Yeah. I mean, what else has he I mean, he's done some, you know, some TV like Hannity appearances and, right. and things like that. But he he really hasn't done a keynote speaker type situation yet, has he? That I can remember. Not that I remember. Uh, the discussion we just had during the break was, okay, is he in, or is this just a uh, let's help uh, the Republicans take back the House and the Senate? I think that's what he would say. I th- I think he'd say, I'm I'm getting involved, and because he said that all along. You know, with his new website and you know his constant texting and emails, but <laughs> yeah, we uh, get a lot of <laughs> like eight times a day. But I, I think he would. I think his answer, his official answer, would be, "No, I'm here to help this Republicans take back the House and the Senate." But I think there's good possibility he's uh, looking at 2024. Well, definitely, if he's not in, he he will be a part of who who is the nominee. Oh yeah, he'll, if he's if he's not the king, he'll be the kingmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take a look at your weather forecast. Mostly cloudy tonight, a low around 58. Tuesday, partly sunny, high near 80. Tuesday night, low around 57 with partly cloudy skies. Wednesday, a high near 84. Lots of sunshine. Actually, we need the rain. I was talking to someone yesterday. I think we've only had like an inch of rain total in the last month. Well, you know, we had such a wet winter and, you know, completely unscientific. But I always say that, you know, nature has a way of correcting itself. Well, it's overcorrecting right now. it's overcorrecting now. WITN News is reporting that Pasquotank County District Attorney says he'll discuss Tuesday the results of the SBI investigation into the Andrew Brown Jr. shooting. Brown was shot on April the 21st as deputies were serving a search warrant on his Perry Street home in Elizabeth City. Andrew Womble, the district attorney, will hold the news conference tomorrow morning at 11 in the public safety building in Elizabeth City. The news conference comes a week after the Brown family and their attorney watched police video of the deadly shooting. Attorney Chance Lynch said Brown was ambushed. Hmm. That's questionable, a uh, questionable word used there. And at no point did they see him pose a threat into any law enforcement. Well, he's backing his car into him. Then he put it in drive. <laughs> well, I, I've, you know, I've said all along that we just need to be patient, let the investigation process go through and, and not um, have any preconceived notions of what happened. But to me, last week was something a little telling last week when the family viewed the full video. I, I, I can't remember how long it was this time. But uh, you know, they, they came out and had a post-viewing press conference. But, there but was, it was pretty quiet. Pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. I noticed the same thing. I just, it was The story just disappeared. I completely disappeared. Yeah. And, so and WAVA out of uh, uh, Norfolk, 
and Virginia Beach, they've been on this thing from the get-go. I mean, they've had really good coverage. Last week they had nothing on it, mm-hmm. nothing on it. Well, I think that's a little telling to me. Yeah. I, maybe. No, I agree. Maybe. I agree. First in Freedom Daily, and uh, Clark is going to put this up on our um, webpage, encnewsandviews.com. Uh, they've got an interesting story, and there's a video on there. I, I, look, I am not a 60 Minutes fan at all. I think 99% of the, what 60 Minutes puts out is just propaganda for the left. But they had an interesting piece that really was bipartisan, didn't have any political agenda. It was on UFOs or UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And uh, this is worth going on our webpage and taking a look at the 60 Minutes video. Again, it's on, on UFOs, but a lot of it's centered on UFOs off the coast of eastern North Carolina. Uh, you know, is, is it you know, China with some high-tech kind of spy vehicle or Russia? Or is it something that the, the United States is experimenting with? Uh, again, it, it's hard to go into a lot of detail to describe this, but we invite you to go to our webpage or go to uh, First and Freedom Daily. They've got it. It's their lead story this afternoon. Uh, it's interesting. But what's even more interesting is over the weekend, and it really it was interesting that this showed up in today's First and Freedom Daily, because over the weekend, Benny and I were talking about this before we went on the air. Did you see the objects in the sky? There was a, a small dot in the sky uh, and sitting in Greenville, it would be almost due east, 110 degrees. There was a little dot up in the sky that was not moving. I mean, it looked like, I mean, the move, the moon would have moved more than this did. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing it was a satellite. I, I'd be curious if any of our other listeners saw it. But then there was another, and, and some people said, is it a balloon? Well, this thing never moved. It was, it was in the same position for probably... Uh, my son-in-law saw it about uh, one, one or two o'clock in the afternoon, and we were just casually looking up at it. Got binoculars out, and we're looking, and it it didn't move. It was there until the sun set, and then you could no longer see it. But then there was another object down towards almost due south, a little west of due south. There was another object. Now this one did slowly move. Whether or not it was a weather balloon or not, I don't know. But you couldn't find uh, WITN ran a real brief story on it over the weekend, but there wasn't a lot of news on it, although the people were apparently calling it. I'd be curious if any of our listeners saw it and any of them have any insight to what it was. I, I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist when it comes to UFOs. but uh, Clark, now would be a good time for that music from um, what was the weird show that used to come on? Twilight Zone? Yeah. <laughs> X-Files. There we go. <laughs> Clark's always on it. It could be Bill Gates, you know, and uh, his his climate, um, his theories on changing the climate. I've read all sorts of things about. Maybe so. that's the hole in the ozone. Yeah, could be. Maybe maybe that's what it was. It's the hole in the ozone. Or were you smoking a little weed this weekend? <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> I was on good behavior. I really was. Um, WITN News is reporting three teenagers have been charged with a Friday afternoon shooting in Greenville. That led to two more shootings the next day, all gang-related, according to the police. The original shooting happened about 2.45 Friday afternoon on Kennedy Circle, where a 17-year-old boy was shot in the stomach. Uh, 
The shooting happened right behind South Greenville Elementary School. Police say the other two shootings were retaliatory. A woman on Haven Drive was hit by a stray bullet around 12.30 p.m. Saturday. Well, that night, two others were shot nearing Pitt and Brown Streets. Police say none of the injuries was life-threatening. Three 14-year-olds involved in a shooting. Sad. Mm. It it is sad. Um, But I was on my soapbox before he went on. You know, I I don't know that there is an easy, quick solution. Well, I know there's not an easy, quick solution. But part of the solution has got to be something towards keeping the family unit intact. Mm-hmm. Now, these uh, they're saying this is gang-related. There's two gangs. One, one was the 1700 gang. The other was the 300 gang. You know, uh, young men are looking for leadership. They're looking for family. And when the family's not there, they turn to gangs. When they don't have male leadership, they turn to older gang members. And am I overly simplistic? I don't think so. I, I am really uh, headstrong on this. That you know, there there was a, a story out today. Joe Biden wants to start sending checks out, beginning sometime this summer, three hundred dollars. Eighty-eight percent of the families in the United States supposedly will get these checks, three hundred dollars per child. Now, this is just the beginning of, uh, you know, what the, the minimum guaranteed income. I, mm-hmm. I promise you. It's just going to—you don't have to ask for it. You're just going to get it. And uh, now, A, can Joe Biden do this on his own? B, um, where's the money going to come from? But if you're going to give money away, could, could we somehow give an incentive, either a reward or, for that matter, let's have a punishment— for men who are going out and fathering children but not taking any of the responsibility of raising the kids? Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about I don't think we talked about it on the show, but I talked with you a couple of weeks ago about a um, um, Bob Woodson with the Woodson Center did, mm-hmm. a, did mm-hmm. a speech at Hillsdale College. And, of course, he's a, a black American, um, and he talked about, you know, the whole critical race theory, you know, the, the way the Democrat is – hitting people against each other would race this and race that. But he talked about this, and when I heard this story about these two, three 14-year-olds, I thought about what he said. And these are statistics that are, you know, factual statistics. In inner cities, the number one cause of death of teenagers is gun violence. Yeah. In southern Appalachia, the number one cause of death is opioid use. Right. In the Silicon Valley, the number one cause of death of teenagers is suicide. Seven times the rate of everyone else. And uh, what you know, Bob Woodson says, you know, we our biggest problem is morality issue. Yeah. Taking God out of the the, out of schools, out of families, a family issue. So uh, it it just really saddens me to see you know three fourteen year olds charged with this is just oh, and and they've ruined other people's lives, but they're ruining their own lives. Five six one eight two five five. Who do we have, Clark? Bruce is on the line. Hey, Bruce, welcome in. Hey, Bruce. Hey, good. To, thank you. Uh, well, I saw two white dots yesterday, and I live here in Emerald Isle. Now, what, du- what direction, it. Bruce, what direction were they? Well, um, like 110, but it, they were in the western part of the sky. Okay, the, to the west. So, like, if, okay. if, if, if due uh, straight up is 90 degrees from the horizon on, on the east, so these are like at 110, like 130, but 
I looked into it and I did some Googling and some research and stuff. And from what I can tell, they're balloons that are with a Wi-Fi platform on them. It's a project called Loon, L-O-O-N. It's probably an acronym for something. And they've been uh, spotted the last year or two over Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. So is is, is somehow the radio is keeping them in place? Because the ones I saw never moved. Well, I know. They don't move. And I'm like, I didn't know. It, was it a... I, I didn't know what it was. I, I'm like you. I, and uh, But I... I don't know how they control them, but at 60,000 feet, I mean, they're above the airlines and stuff. So, anyway, that's okay. what I discovered. I don't know if that's completely true or not, but um, it, it kind of uh, jives with all the other reports I've heard about. Yeah, interesting stuff. I'm going to have to ask a couple of pilot friends of mine. I'm sure they, they always follow the skies. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, gonna, someone I'm knows ask, the, yeah. the truth. I don't know. <laughs> I seek the truth, but I don't know the truth. It's well, it must be they must be pretty big objects if they're sixty thousand feet, and well, oh, you could see them with a negative mind. Huge things. Yeah, interesting stuff. So, well, thanks so, yeah. for the thanks and, for the update, one, Bruce. Well, one more thing. Yes, sir. I'll tell you the number one cause of our problem: fatherless homes. Oh yeah, that, exactly what Look we were just talking about. Statistics. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, have, and, yeah, and I yeah. listen to you guys all the time, but. Um, Anyway, I was no, you're right. a great father, and hopefully I'm a good father, but you look at the statistics across the board of every community, uh, they've increased dramatically since the early 60s, and um, I think that's our problem. Oh, and that's the, that's the number one contributor to, uh, to poverty. Is, I mean, oh, if, yeah. if, oh, if, if, well, you're, if you're a single mom trying to raise a kid, the chances of you just suffering in poverty and you know unless you've got grandparents or other relatives that are going to help you up if you're on your own it's going to be a tough road to hoe if you look at the data it's more than poverty it's drug addiction right. alcoholism crime depression suicide it just all is there for a fatherless home yep yep regardless exactly. of race or economic oh yeah no it's not a racial situation. issue it's I mean, it's so, a, no, so, that's a moral so issue that's the real problem so let's Let's try to figure out how to solve that one. All right. Well, unfortunately, the government goes in the wrong direction on well, these things. They never absolutely. go in the right direction. And it's been they happening since it. FDR. That the, yeah. they're, they're subsidizing single parents. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I just didn't... Well, how do we solve it? <laughs> uh, it's a moral problem. I, I, to be yeah. honest with you, I, it, it's going to take divine intervention i think it's going to be a great awakening or something to that effect that wakes us up i mean i, mean, I suppose individuals might wake up to the realities but as a society are we going to keep going down this road i mean what's the well it, t- it takes strong leadership but if you're a good leader you're always attacked oh yeah you that's it. you're mocked you're ta- attacked exactly oh, i mean weird i mean i the, the media is well you can't depend on them for the most part well, Franklin Graham speaks out on moral issues and immediately is attacked. Now, I mean, he's not, that's yeah. not going to stop Anyone's him. Anyone's attacked. Yeah. Even our, anyone that speaks out is attacked. Yeah. Well, not to get so, political. Anyway, okay. Not, not to get political. So thanks, Bruce. Not to get Appreciate political on the topic, though, but think about it. Um, <laughs> you know, the modern-day Democrat Party, you always are playing the victim. You know, they're, yep. it's, it's, a, it's a victim thing. And you think, you look back at John F. Kennedy, you know, 50 years ago. 
when his um, speech was, you know, ask not what you can do for not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Oh boy, have times imagine changed. that if John, if a Democrat said that in the Democrat Party now, he would be run out of the place. Exactly. I mean, Trying to look for this, uh, there was a good. Uh, here it is. There was a good op-ed that you sent me today that appeared in the Carolina Journal by uh, Brian Balfour, and he he's talking about how Joe Biden. And see if you can find this and put it on the website, Clark. Um, Carolina Journal, Brian Balfour. It's an op-ed piece that he wrote. But the crux of it is Joe Biden is coming out right now and under under the umbrella of I'm the compassionate one. I'm the one that's going to hand out the goodies. And by the way, this this idea that he's going to start giving $300 to every every kid that, um, that you, you have if you're in a certain um, uh, in- income bracket, and it's going to start sometime this summer, supposedly. Uh, July, uh, July. That 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 is <laughs> very controversial in the sense that he is buying the next election. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's going to offer you three hundred dollars per kid, but this mean Donald Trump, if he runs against me, he's going to take that away. I mean, it's 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 beyond I, comprehension. I've always said when you give away so much, when one party gives away so much, and then all of a sudden. The other party says, hey, we can't afford this. we got to take it away. Who the heck do you think is going to win? Yeah. I mean, this. I thought from day one this was a step towards guarantee income, all this stimulus in the first round and second round, yeah. third round. You did. You said it's that. It's a step to guarantee income. You said that several income. months ago. But his point is that in order to pay out all this money and the trillions that they have paid out and the trillions more that they want to pay out, I mean, what's what's the debt now? Uh, 28, 28 trillion? 28 trillion, yeah. I mean, uh, Brian Balfour just comes out and says, how are you going to pay for this? Well, you're not going to pay for uh, I mean, we don't have the reserves. We don't have the cash. Yeah. I mean, are we going to sell the Grand Canyon National Park or Yellowstone? <laughs> well, sell to China, I guess. I mean, or, you know, China doesn't have to tack us. They can just foreclose on us. But the amount of money that we are printing, Brian makes the point that, and you're, you're already seeing it. You, you've seen house prices go up in the last year by 11 percent yeah you've seen gasoline you know regardless of the colonial pipeline shutting down you've seen gasoline increase i mean it's the first time since in seven years that it's above three dollars a gallon you can thank joe biden to that food prices up seven percent this month so who is going to get hurt as inflation kicks in which it is here folks it's not don't look down the road and say we're going to get inflation it's here and you already started to see it. Who is going to get hurt the worst? The poor. Yeah. And and the and the point of that op-ed, you know, is the ultra wealthy. I mean, they won't see any difference at all. I mean, they'll see rising stock prices. Which no, you, the stock which market will go up. The real estate holdings will go up. As far as you know, food and the basic life necessities. If they go, they'll up, get by. If they go up twenty five percent, they're not going to notice the difference. Yeah, but they'll, you know? they'll eat steak twice a week instead of four times a week. And. Unfortunately, you know, the average middle-class American and um, depositors and bondholders are the people that suffer, <laughs> you know, right? because, you know, interest rates non-existent for, you know, depositors and bondholders, and the stock market's booning. Uh, and remember, inflation is really, inflation is not the price of things going up, it's the dollar going down. Right. And mm-hmm. so it, you've got to have more dollars to buy the same piece. Lumber up three hundred percent since last yeah. March, I, and 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 by the way, you're gonna it's, it's gonna be interesting because you're gonna see housing is gonna decrease 
because it's just too expensive. You're going to say, oh, I'm going to wait until that you know the, the price of supplies go down. And Well, you saw the first slip in sales nationally um, for the last four weeks just happen. They, they, they slid back for the first time since like April of May of last year. Which means existing housing is going to continue <clears throat> to go up mm-hmm. in price. Josh, hang on. We've got to take a time out. We'll come back. We'll get to your telephone call, 561-8255. News and Views continues right after this. Back to News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome back in 18 minutes before the top of the hour. Josh from Bath has been patiently waiting. Josh, welcome in. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. I am uh, I am but your lowly man in the streets, as always. I, uh, I heard what you were talking about with the, uh, the morality issues, the fatherless home, mm-hmm. and... I have to admit that struck a real chord. My uh, my own father is going through cancer right now, um, and just the idea of not having a father after having been raised with one, uh, I I tenderly regret, uh, you know, what what all these people are going through as far as how they're being raised and the complications that come from that, and yet I can link that directly with the economic trouble that we're having now. If you were to bring up any one phrase that would be the Democrat motto, the leftist motto, that would link the two of those things, it is lie, cheat, steal. And and that's the that's the whole cause of all this. Well, they, you stop, they did you, everything they could to set that system up to try and take advantage of it politically, and it worked for them politically, but look at what it did to all those families and to those societies. And then as a result of those same policies, dovetailed by the same people look at our economy crashing down around our head and and you you've uh, you've unpacked a lot of stuff there i mean first of all the idea that um you have uh, a number of people who lead this country who want to create a problem so they can be the savior so they can come in and solve the problem and and look to us we're going to take care of all your needs Yeah. yeah yeah It's uh, it's frustrating. Um, sorry, you say your dad's uh, facing cancer, or he's yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, in the early stages of going through everything, and I, I won't get into that. But uh, well, we'll be praying for him. I'm sorry. Had, to hear that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. But to have had a father and to have grown up with a father, and to have these kids that, if for no other reason than the fact that they didn't have a father, that they're going through some of these issues, if people would step up and be a real man a real father or a real mother in these situations and look beyond what is being handed to them and and see where the lying the cheating and the stealing is taking place the democrats would no longer be in power the problems would no longer be happening and any problems we did have we would be able to deal with together right well the interest is not in solving the problem the interest is in keeping their position in the white house or the senate or the congress and uh, they're gonna they're gonna take the easy way out but it's not the easy way for the american people especially the poor uh it's it's uh, immoral what they're doing frankly thanks josh appreciate the call great insights Fox News, you you want to? You, you no, go, go ahead. No, no, no. I might get, get emotional, but, <laughs> but no. I mean, seriously, 
uh, you know, there's some superheroes out there for moms, single moms. Oh, absolutely. And they, they absolutely have to kill themselves to be successful economically and to raise children. But um, but to have a mother and father in a home, you know, I, I look at myself. I, you know, I, I wasn't raised in wealth, but I won the lottery by having just two parents that were just yeah. great moral people and had a tough father, and he was tough. But You don't regret it? Don't regret it a bit. You and don't regret just, it. And, and when I see... Who would you rather have? A tough father who would give you a whipping when you got out of line? Or, uh, or a, a, well, a honestly, gang that honestly, would shoot you in the times, stomach? Honestly, there's times I wish he wasn't quite as tough. But I, I look back and, you know, he, was, <laughs> he obviously was more right than wrong. Well, listen, sure. I, in today's world... What my dad did to me would, I mean, it oh, qualified as, yeah, qualified as child abuse. And I don't regret it one iota. <laughs> and uh, there was a few times I didn't deserve it, but more times than not, I, <laughs> more times than not, I got away that, with more. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> the, the times when you didn't deserve it are making up from the times when you didn't get caught. Absolutely. <laughs> Fox News is reporting Texas reported zero deaths from COVID-19 on Sunday, just two months after Greg Abbott drew heat from the White House mm. for rolling back business restrictions and lifting the state's mask mandate. Remember what Biden said two months Neanderthal. ago? Neanderthal. Yeah. He's an idiot. Excuse he, me. He went after Texas. He went after Mississippi at the beginning of March for a, relax, a march for the relaxing of the measures. And he said, this is Neanderthal thinking. Yeah, and, and, the, and the Democrats, Joe Biden, all of them, and the news media was just all over Texas when the opening day of baseball season. You know, Texas had full stadiums. Yeah. Uh, 14 days, it's just going to be a mess. Yep. And, and the numbers keep dropping. Yep. So. On top of that, today, Joe Biden highlighted for the first time since the coronavirus pandemic that uh, cases – of COVID-19 are down in all 50 states. But he also said unvaccinated Americans need to get their shots, and he warned, quote, those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. <laughs> I was talking to Benny during the break. Okay, what exactly do you mean by paying the price? Now, I think he wants to infer, he wants you to think what he is saying is, Hey, you might get sick again. I'm looking at this statement and thinking, no, there's more to it than you might get sick again. Because uh, quite frankly, and again, I, I'm, I'm not a doc. I'm not even a scientist. And I don't even play one on the radio. But I know enough to know that with so many diseases, if you get the disease or get the vaccine, they have the same effect. You have immunity in your system. Mm-hmm. So why, why doesn't Joe say... If you know, if you why don't you put it this way? If you don't already have the immunities, you'll pay the price. I mean, I I would seriously think about getting the COVID shot if I didn't have already had COVID. I mean, I'm looking at. I know some people have, but there's also uh, uh, people. In fact, you were telling me about a friend who got the vaccine and then ended up getting the disease. Yeah, or the virus. Yeah, and Bill Maher. Bill Maher? Last week, or this week, I, I read, maybe it was over the weekend. Yeah. And he, uh, the, the shortstop for the New York Yankees. Yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. So why exactly are you pushing the vaccine? Uh, I mean, why won't you include the people who have actually had COVID who carry the, the immunities in their body? And what do you mean by you'll end up paying the price. I know, and what kills me, and I've talked about this before, no one in news media will step up and say, well, well, Joe, 
a week or two before the election, you were not going to take Trump. Yeah. Trump's rushed vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just it's mind-boggling. We've got to take another time out. Stay with us. We'll be right back. News and views. He's kind of a diva. He's absolutely fascinating. Ultimate gentleman spy. Irresistible to women. Deadly to his enemies. A legend in his own time. You won't believe what he's going to say next on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Here's Tom Lemprecht. Thank you. Welcome back in. Tom, Benny, and Clark. And uh, Washington Examiner is reporting today. Enthusiasm for Republicans in the 2022 midterm election outpaces Democrats by double digits. Maybe that's why Joe Biden wants to give away money to get the uh, numbers back up for his party. While engagement has leveled off for both parties since the record high turnout of the 2020 race for the White House, A Democracy Corps survey found that 68% of Republicans remain engaged ahead of the 2022 election. Meanwhile, Democrats have seen their engagement slip to 57% and 11-point cushion for the GOP. Uh, I'm not going to go overboard. It's uh, a long way away till uh, November of 2022. But um, they also have found out in this survey that uh, they think there'll be a very heavy turnout in 2022. I I would imagine I would imagine there would be. You know, I don't know if you talked about last week, but um, I guess it's a conspiracy theorist in me. But, uh, you know, last week you had a, three or four announcements uh, with the mask, with the release of the, the uh, relieving oh, yeah. the mask mandates oh, yeah. and o- other restrictions. Uh, the Democrats were a little less uh, tough on Israel, little little oh. middle-of-the-road oh, moral yeah. on I know uh, where you're going with this. On, go ahead. Um, I, I did talk about it a little bit, but go ahead. Issues, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think some polling data came out oh, yeah. last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. They said, we got to have a little bit of good news, just a little bit. Because I told somebody last week, I said, well, it's about the science. And so what do you mean? I said, it's called political science. <laughs> it's, political, it's polling data. Bingo. Uh, PJ Media is reporting that the serial right, uh, riot and uh, instigator, Maxine Waters, uh, we talked about this back when it happened, but apparently it's worse than we thought. She is... Uh, as a member of Congress, she is going to the air marshals. That is, uh, air marshals are overseen uh, by a uh, federal agency, the Transportation Security Administration. They're in charge of the federal air marshals. Maxine Waters is taking these trips. She now she took the trip to Minnesota, uh, you know, because of the George Floyd and the Chauvin uh, uh, trial. Yeah, what she, she got to, be to do there? with Minnesota? Uh, nothing. Yeah. But she took air marshals off of high-risk flights in order for them to accompany her to Minnesota. But it wasn't just the air marshals. There was Capitol Police officers and there were Secret Service agents that had to go along with her to protect her. And this is the same woman that's all about defunding the police. This is, yeah, this is the ruling, ru- ruling political class. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, thanks for being with us. Thanks for the phone calls. Our thanks to uh, Sarah Newby. Look forward to June the 5th, President Trump coming to Greenville. We'll see you later. See you tomorrow at 5. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right.